Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. Oh my god, I was so excited to do this interview with Troy Boy. I was following his music for so many years when I was living in Hong Kong, and when I saw he's coming to LA, freaked out now to do an interview. So, so Troy Boy is from Southeast London. He started producing over there, and since then he's had songs with Nina Sky, Diplo called After Hours. He was part of Sound Snobs, a duo, but he kind of focused on his own career since then, and then he's performed at Holy Shift, Fuji Rock Festival, Shambhala, EDC, Electric Forest. He was also distinguished as one of Billboard Dance Artists to Watch in 2017 and recognized in BBC Radio 1's Future Star series by The Tastemaker. Annie Nightingale, love this one, probably one of my top interviews. Shh. Okay, <laughs> hope you guys enjoy. here with Troy Boy. Hello. I think I actually heard yourself like I want to say four years ago. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> Way back. I was still in college back then and then stuff with like sound snobs. Wow. I was like holy crap. Oh my gosh. And then now you're <laughs> it's an absolute pleasure to see yeah, you. Yeah like four damn yeah. time has changed so much like I see you like and that venue is huge. It's crazy. It's so I'm like damn like, four years ago I know you're just like still putting stuff on SoundCloud like like mm. a bit of shows here and there but mm -hmm. like Times have changed. Times have That's changed so big time. I know. Like, yeah. I mean, it's a real. Like I always say, it's a blessing. It's an honor, and like, it's just surreal. Like to be able to come from London and come come to such a crazy place like LA. Yeah. And have an audience like there, you know. So I'm very overwhelmed that the music is able to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. so you're were you born in South London or? Yeah, born and raised Southeast London, um, around like the Lewisham, Deptford, Peckham yeah. areas. Um, and yeah, and then I've just literally just moved to, to Miami mm -hmm. now. What was it like growing up there? Like, what, how was your childhood like? Well, I mean, it was, you know, I mean, I, in Southeast London, it's like considered the more, um, more urban mm -hmm. sort of area. So it was definitely a bit, it was definitely rough. I can't lie to you. Mm -hmm. I went to school in Peckham, yeah. you know, so there was a lot of ish going down, you know, yeah. people from Southeast London, they know, you know, it's pretty nuts, but especially back in the day then. But happy to have moved past all of that. What kind of stuff were you into back then, like teenage years? And just, I used to love just hanging out with all my friends. I used to like going to the movies, playing PlayStation, whatever, whatever the games console was. I was a big gamer back in the yeah. day. Yeah. Um, I still am a bit of a gamer actually, now. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> I love my PS4. Um, and just. Yeah, just, just stuff which normal kids would do, you know? What kind of like subjects were you into back then? All the arts, creative stuff. Oh yeah? Yeah, like art, music and drama was my thing in school. Um, I got I got really I got good grades actually when I was in school. I mean I tell you what, it was funny because <laughs> I got I was getting good grades mm -hmm. and then I think like for like the last three years, I think you know, when you start hitting the teens or whatever, it dipped like really bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think it was the final year and like I remember like my teachers was like yo you, you dipped like what's going on mm -hmm. like you need to like smash your last year exam yeah. and I remember I just just said to all my my boys and that's like, so I went to all boys school and we used to just create havoc all the time but <laughs> but like I was like boys listen man I need to get into college mm -hmm. I've got to just like hold it down for a year so literally I buckled down for that final year got my grades and Oh, went on so to the good. next stage. Yeah. So I made it. <laughs> Are your parents creative also or? Um I wouldn't say that they were they they 
I say they're creative in their own natural way, but they're not creative in the sense that they did something with their creativity yeah. now. Like music, I mean, they've always, I mean, my mum and dad, they've loved music. They love music. They always used to play like all the latest records, which was out at the time. That's pretty hip, um, though. Which was sick. Yeah. And then also, like, they obviously saw that I was very keen into music myself, so they definitely encouraged that yeah. in whatever way they could do that. If I wanted, like, for example, if I liked music, I'd be like, Mom, I love this track, can you buy it for me? Yeah. Because before it was all cassettes. Yeah. So I'd be like, Mom, I love this song, so she'd take me to what was the equivalent of our um, HM or the equivalent of HMV. Mm -hmm buy me tapes and whatever music I liked and then I remember when I was 13 or 14 when I first started to like delve into music production and I told my mama that I, you know, I wanted to do it she bought me like Cubase mm -hmm. so that was like the first thing when I was like yeah. maybe 14 years old big what time. What fields are they in the end, like career stuff? So my dad was uh, he was more of like an all-arounder but I mean he used to profession in like painting and decorating oh, he wow. was a contractor for that and then my mum she's always been in childcare so she's even to like now she's she's looking after kids since she was like 18 years old um, like all like infant children so did you have like a musician in your family um let me see i know my uncle i think my uncle um on my dad's side he used to play the piano yeah um like in, in like church and stuff like that but i mean as far as like musicians and stuff not really i think might be the anomaly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone else is more like, you know, doctors and, yeah. you know, nurses or architects, that kind of mm -hmm. life. But so yeah. your mom's like Chinese and like a bunch of others, her dad's yeah. like, did you ever have like, I guess like identity issues? So we're both mixed. <laughs> I'm like half American, half Chinese. Oh, wow. And actually it's been pretty Amazing. interesting. I've asked a lot of like mixes if they've had like, identity issues and a lot of them actually have because they can't mm. associate with like a certain race or like mm -hmm. ethnicity yeah i mean i've never really not really had any identity crisis i mean it's been weird and when you as you grow older like mm -hmm. you kind of understand like hold on my bloodline is this 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 where do i fit yeah. in but i've always just embraced every single one of them because yeah. i'm so proud of all my cultural heritage yeah super proud like, my, like a well, reminder, like my dad's Nigerian mm -hmm. and my mum was born in India, but like Chinese and Portuguese heritage. Yeah. And I've been to India, I've been to China, I've been to Portugal, I've been to Nigeria. So for me, I'm, you know, I, I, I love all the cultures. I've taken like a lot of it. I've taken a lot of the music yeah. from those countries. What is it kind of like growing up with such diverse parents, like traditions? Is there like a one, I guess like, Country you one that they thing. follow, or like, is it? Do they just do all the different traditions? Ah, they just, you know, they. I think it's they made. Well, my mum, she mainly. It's hard to say, really. I mean, the good thing about having all these traditions is that we have good food mm, in our house. Yes. <laughs> That's one thing I will say. Like, my mum is an insane chef. Like, she can cook. Like, I can't. I mean. And she like she cooks like these crazy like fusions of like Indian and Chinese yeah. food. And my dad like cooks incredible like Nigerian foods, traditional Nigerian cuisine. Um, yeah, so I haven't had it for a while because I haven't been home. Yeah, I've been working. But have they always been supportive of your music from the onset? Always, always. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Um, you know, parents will always have their, you know, anxious moments about, hold on, this is music, it's not really like a guaranteed yeah. thing. But I think 
I was quite lucky, like I said, when I was 18 years old and I said that I wanted to, to go straight to work as a real estate agent, I proved myself to them when I was 18 because ideally they you wanted me... You go straight from high school into real estate? Yeah, or? from high school, from, from, yeah. uh, from college, not university, but like college like okay. when I was like 17. What did you study? Christ the King Sixth Form, Sixth Form College in Lucian. Yeah. So basically the next route after college is university and I was really against it. My dad yeah. really wanted me to go uni, but I was like, listen dad, I want to go straight to work. And so I proved myself from 18 all the way to 25 yeah. that I could make something of myself. So when I was 25 and said, yo, I want to go yeah. into music, they were like, son, do your thing because we believe in you. When you were 18 years old, instead of going to university, you went out into the world and you proved yourself. Mm -hmm. So they were yeah. just like, kill it. Was you know? the school thing more of like, you didn't really like studying or is it just like you couldn't find something that you were really passionate to study? For me, I just I just thought like, I don't know. I just felt like I was just, I was just keen to go out into the world and just yeah. make money and, and just <laughs> grind myself, you know? I felt like I was just tired of sitting behind a book and a book should dictate for me how much money I could potentially make. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I thought, and the thing is, I think also, beforehand before music and all that I had a side job was working in a shoe shop mm -hmm. and I used to be really good at selling shoes and I think <laughs> I, whatever reason and then I thought you know what if I can sell shoes let me sell something of higher value and that's yeah. when I said right I'm gonna do the whole real estate thing did someone how did that idea even come to your head did someone was like doing real estate and you like I mean, mentored you I mean I didn't even know I just but, like I mean honestly I, I mean I wasn't a dumb kid I kind of just thought right I just went online like and just said to myself what is potentially going to make me money what what can I sell that is going to yeah. make me more money let what what salesman I've, I've got salesmanship skills mm -hmm. so what can I do which is going to be like you know of that high value in, in yeah. houses and it worked out it really did so did you ever think of like doing real estate at such a young age people wouldn't take you seriously well a lot of them didn't and yeah. it was only until when I was out selling the the main sellers I imagine I was 18 years old fresh yeah. off the block and there was like 30 year olds like, you like ultra senior. Age or? I was I was oh my god if you saw me on my first day at work you would laugh <laughs> I had like two slits in my eyebrows full oh suit gosh. coming into this professional firm and everyone was like who the hell is this kid like and then but you the, did better than all of them I did better than everyone and then and that, that and then the reason why I had to leave one of my companies is because I used to get bullied on because I was the young kid Everyone that's was ridiculous yeah, know, and you're pulling in the most money it was sucked so yeah that's funny days but i'm glad they're over now yeah jesus goodbye were you into <laughs> it itself or were you just into like the money aspect i mean i was into i mean it was there's nothing better than a buzz of selling a house or renting a house out and mm -hmm. you know you're gonna get paid for it but yeah i was i was good for it but i was good you know good at it but i always knew deep down that you know music was the one thing that i always wanted to do because even in those times i was always making music i was always producing tracks so i'd finish like i'd start work at like seven in the morning eight in the morning get home at like nine or ten at night and then i'd spend six hours making a beat and then do the same thing again every single day so i was yeah. super into it did yeah. someone show you like how did you even think about like producing music ah so I was in a music technology class. I think it was the first time I this was like yeah, when I was 13, 14 years old. I went to to music lesson, sorry. Yeah. And 
at the back of the music class or music room, there was this, someone had bought like a brand new computer and there was a keyboard in front of it. Literally five minutes later, one of my oldest students went up to the setup and I was like, what are you doing? I've never <laughs> seen someone in front of a computer and whatever. Yeah. I was like, what are you up to? He was like, oh, I'm, I'm making a beat. And I was like, what do you mean you're making a beat? <laughs> then, he, then I literally watched him like do his little melody, record it, do his drum line, record it in and he pressed play. And just literally something in me just was just like, this is exactly what I've been waiting clicked. for. This is exactly what I was waiting for. Because I was always super curious about how do you make or how do you like produce music? How do you get it to, mm -hmm. I don't know, how can you construct songs, you know? And when I saw that that was the way, like through computer music, I was just like, this is exactly what I need. This is exactly what I've been waiting for. Were you doing instruments before that? Yeah, I was playing, this is the thing. I was like, had a keyboard, like one of these Casio keyboards. <laughs> and I used to always play like my own melodies and things. I used to think, how can I record it? There was no record. Oh, so like even way back. Dude, yes, what I'm saying. Just... I was just so curious. I was like, how, how do I do it? And then I always used to think about like, I'd always see like producers in massive recording studios. I was thinking, how the hell am I going to get there at 14 yeah. years old? And then, like I said, to see that so simple in my classroom, I was just like, yeah, this is me, <laughs> this is me all day long. How yeah. do you describe the initial music that you made? The initial music, um, I can't really remember, to be honest with you. It was like, I know it was definitely around the kind of hip-hop influence stuff. It was definitely very kind of... It was a crossbreed, it was actually a crossbreed between like hip hop and grime because I was oh, always wow. making like, I was very heavy into grime back then. Like listening to like super, super underground like Skepta and um, Kano and all the classic guys from London. Yeah. Like Lord of the Mic, that was like the classic DVD to watch. Did you, you work know. with like a grime artist then, like for vocals? Would I? I would love to. But you I didn't like growing up? I haven't. I didn't work with, I mean, I did work with grime artists, but like none which none which made it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, um, but I worked with I worked with a quite a few grime artists from like Southeast London and stuff like that. Were you always under Troy Boy, or was there another name that when you were um, I think I went under a few. I think it was like one I had like Mr. Beats. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> I could find them online, but then Mr. Beats, I would never be able to find that online. Mr. Beats. There's probably super because, so many people with that. That was the thing as well because and. I think I came up with Mr. Beats because again, like back then, no one was really making beats or knew what was yeah. beat making. So that's where I came up with that. Super original. <laughs> um, and what else? I think that was it. And I think, yeah. And then I think just Troy Boy just came to me because yeah, that was always been my nickname. Yeah. You know what I mean, I would actually start Troy Boy. I think I put my first track online under Troy Boy. Probably four years ago. Oh my god, so like pretty much as soon as yeah, I, like literally, I found you. Literally, like as soon as, yeah, probably, yeah, so that was the first thing. But Troy Boy has always just been like the pet name. Like, where's Troy Boy? So I thought, yeah. change the Y to an I. Oh, so that was actually your nickname that people yeah. called you? Yeah, Troy Boy, Troy Boy. Oh, wow. So my name is Troy. Yeah. Where's the boy? <laughs> that was the thing. Where's the boy at? Where's the boy at? Before you met um, Ice Cream, were there other people that were like doing the same thing as you? Friends that you like were in the studio with or was it just kind of like yourself 
that you were yeah, doing I stuff with? Yeah, I was lone wolf, man. Like, yeah. literally. I mean, I only, like I said, I only really started to take it seriously on, from when I put my first track out. And when I put my first track out, that was, I mean, I'd, I'd like, just met Ice Cream, like, probably about a year before, or, like, around about that time. So... How did you meet him again? So we met via... Um, an artist that he used to have on his labels. He used to have a, a small record label. And um, basically, the artist who he had, I was making like tracks for, and the artist was just like, dude, I, I know this guy called Troy, he's a producer. I would love for you to meet him and potentially get him to work on some stuff. So we met one day, and literally the day we met, we just like super clicked like it was like so it was weird even for me yeah. like to have like this connection with like one person like that like within I think I was in his house for maybe three hours at that time yeah. on that first meeting like we just hit it off and then we just linked up as like more and more and more and we just became really really close and then on it's you know the music brought us together like how we were as people just just everything was super unique and then like after I'd known him for about a year or so or nearly two years it was actually him who actually said to me dude you should quit your job and try and pursue music and we initially would like like we just basically started sound snobs and yeah. he told me he was like why don't you quit your job this is when I was in, yeah. working in real estate and I'll help you, I'll help like support you financially Damn. while we try and crack Wait, this. Wait, so does he do it full time or like what was he doing? So he was, he was at the time, I mean, he, he has like multiple like, you know, business ventures, but yeah. he was like available to do that, you know, just to be, to be free for me to, to for us to do work, do yeah. you know what I mean? So for the first six months, like we was there, we was doing our like sound snob stuff, like creating the sound and everything like that. And then after six months, like, you know, at the same time, I was putting out my own music, he was putting out his music, and then my music was, like, taking off, like, crazy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he could see that. And then, obviously, we were saying, you know, let's try our thing for six months. And I was about to go back to work, and he was just like, dude, just, I can see this thing is popping. Like, just, yeah. just keep going. And when the time comes, just, you know. And literally for two years, he helped me out, like, financially, which is incredible. Yeah. And here we are now so I mean you know he's definitely was like a kickstart yeah you know to, to you know to get us in mm. instead of like being a duo with him like how mm. did you decide to be like a single artist and then just do like the duo as more of like a I guess passion project right or did you want to like tour and everything with that I mean I def I mean with with ice of course I mean this is the thing it was more a case of like we was putting out the music all of us at the same time him as ice cream me as Troy boy and then sound snobs and you know but for, for me, obviously, I have, like, I'm just going 100% in on everything. But it just happened that, you know, that my solo stuff was, yeah. was just taken off at that time. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, I mean, it just happened that way, really. It's, it's just a natural way. But Sound Snobs has never, ever been, like, Sound Snobs, if anything, was just put on ice just for time being, just so I could build and just do my own thing to build something for both of us. Now... I'm at that stage where I feel, you know, the, the Troy Boy name is, is built. And yeah. so now we can really concentrate yeah, on sound really slots. Cool. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. now there's a solid foundation. Yeah. So this year we're working on a sound snob album, oh, sound wow. snob's album, yeah, yeah. and so many other projects. And then of course we want to go on tour and things like that. So 
there's lots lots to come it was all just you know it just all happens really naturally to be honest yeah with you. Mm. how when you're making a song to be like this is a troy boy type of song and this is like a sound stop type of song Nah, I mean, literally, I just, I just do, I do me, Ice does his, he does yeah. him, you know, and then it's just when we both put our minds and our sounds together, it, it just makes the sound snob sound. What's so beautiful is that you can't get the sound snob sound without his, his, his vibe and my vibe. Was there a pivoting moment when you realized, like, wow, this music thing is like a full-time thing and I would just invest my whole career into it? Uh, I think, I think the the time when I first came on tour, when I first started touring, and I started to see the real fans, yeah. but the real, not just numbers, the actual people behind the number, and you know, going to the shows and they're saying, yo, Troy, I love your music, it's, it's helped me through this time, and you're inspired, like when you hear all these comments, it's like, that's when you're just like, wow, this is way bigger than me. Yeah. And I just like, I feel like I have, a job, a service to the fans. So that's when I'm just like, yeah, this is this is proper now. What was your reaction when you first saw? Was it Diplo like tweeted at you or something like that? Um, yeah, um, I think Diplo DM'd me. DM you, he yeah. DM'd me like just saying, yo, what's up, man? Like, be great to to get a track done together. Anytime you're in LA, just let's yeah. link. I was like, oh, sick, cool, man. Like, you know, that's that's it's Diplo, yeah. isn't it? You know, I respect him greatly. He's done so much incredible tracks and his back, back catalogue is, is insane, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, yeah, so I met up with him, I think maybe a couple months later in LA and um, I think, yeah, I went to the studio and um, yeah, we're just messing around for a while. And then he, this is how After Hours made, was made actually. So he actually just went into his folder and he's like, oh, I've got these vocals. And I was like, oh, what vocals are there? And they yeah. happened to be like Nina Sky. And yes, I was just like, oh my God. Oh, snap. I was like, I know <laughs> oh, Nina <no>. Sky. <laughs> and Damn. then, um, so literally I heard heard the the vocal, which now is after hours. And I literally took the vocals home and just like made the whole beat from it. And then I sent it back to him. And I was just like, I got carried away, but this is what I've done. <laughs> got carried away. That's so cute. <laughs> and then uh, he's like, nah, this is dope. This is like really dope. We should put it out. And I was like, Absolutely, like I mean, yeah. you just gave me the sickest vocals ever. Like, <laughs> this is insane. Let's yeah. do it then. And then we put it out, and that's how we got the first track done. How do you think you have changed personally and musically since you when you first started? Um, personally, I feel way more clued up about mm -hmm. the music industry. I feel clued up about the markets. I feel clued up about the consumers, and. I think what it takes to, to succeed and to, to carry on what I'm doing, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty knowledgeable about how and what my next step needs mm. to be. What I've definitely learned over the course of the years is just to continue to be myself and not to be afraid about what anybody thinks, you know? Like, for me, when I do my music, it's like an extension of me, it's my outlet, it's my release. I feel blessed that an outlet and an expression can like touch so many people. I'm honored by that. And like over the course of the years, like I've just, like I said to you before, just to continue to do me is the best thing because that's what everybody wants. Yeah. You know, true, true, yeah. fans, they want that. They don't want to see me try and be like anyone else because 
I would never want to be like anyone else. Yeah. That's and you've about. been with like your, is it your girlfriend for a while? Yeah, I have. I've been with her for now six years. Was that like before you started music or? Yep. Yeah, I mean, no, well, she's seen her it was, whole yeah, career. That's, it, yeah, exactly. That's, that's she, amazing. She's seen so complete, supportive. I know, that's why she's my girl, you know what I mean? She's incredible. Like, she's definitely like one of the secrets behind, you know, the success. She keeps me grounded and, you know, you need someone who's going to support you, yeah. like, in that manner, especially in this industry. Was it difficult, kind of? I guess you're, like, touring so much. It's pretty much, like, long distance, right? Oh, it is. You know, it can be tough, you know, because, you know, Sometimes you're away for one week. Sometimes it's crazy. Like sometimes I'll say to her, okay, I'm going to be back in a week. And then when a week comes, I'm like, actually, I have to stay for an extra three days. Yeah, and things like that. That hurts me so much more, yeah. you know, because that's like my, my treat to go. That sounds like that's my, my treat to go home and see my girl. Like yeah. that's my reward. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, and then to someone to say, no, you've got to stay for an extra three days. That yeah. sucks. But, that's so know. chill of her to. I guess yeah, just see you understand. grow and just, but like, have mm -hmm. so much time for yourself and to do what you really like. That's of really course. awesome. I mean, she's seen it all from the beginning, like from the very beginning, from when I started, from when I was in real estate, from Ooh. when we went, <laughs> from when we went from there to like nothing again. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we've we've been through some hard times. Like, it was not this whole rise to get here yeah. has not no. not been easy. Oh my god! Like, if anyone thinks that trying to get to this level is easy. It's not. You have to grind, and I'll be real with you, man. Like I've been through some mad times on this journey, yeah. and I'm so thankful to be here and to have endured and to to do this. Yeah. To, yeah. Was seriously. it like the music labels aspect, or like that music labels? You know, financially, like there's so mm -hmm. many different aspects, man. Like to to this whole grind and to get into like a just to this stage I'm nowhere near where I want to be yet mm -hmm. and to get here was nuts but you know it is what it is and that's what you, it takes sometimes it takes hard work and yeah. grind and graft and, and everything but it's for me because I love what I do and I'm so passionate about the music and everything it's all good yeah I'll do it all again last question what do you want to be remembered for for just remaining myself for helping to inspire other people. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would, you know, to hear that from from other people that I'm a role model, that yeah. is like insane. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what do I want to, what do I want people to remember me by? It's just that I was a good guy just trying to make great music and just, yeah. just love and share with everybody. That's so good. Yeah, mm. thank you so much. What a pleasure, honestly. <laughs> what a pleasure. Yeah. The honor is mine. Seriously. Oh, thank you. Seriously.